Lovely, lovely ladies. It's Monday. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. We are here after another weekend, and we're gonna do we're gonna do that thing again where we rescue the art of homemaking. We're gonna pick up all the pieces from the daily grind. We're gonna put them back together. We're going to encourage you. Uh, hopefully, we're gonna laugh a little bit like we did a few weeks ago. And uh, we're going to refine this beautiful art of homemaking. I am Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, joined by Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead. And here we are again. Somehow we're here behind the mics. Uh, are we closing in? We are closing in on two years. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Yes. I think like yes. this week or next week is two yeah. years. 28th mm-hmm. or something like that. I'd have to, I'd have to yep. look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we are. It's amazing. Still here, just haven't given up yet. Nope. Good thing we're not the sort to do that. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a very good thing. But yes, we're very no. glad that you're here with us, and we feel really privileged to have these microphones, very humbled to have these microphones, because as we say all the time, we're just learning and, you know, doing this whole fine art of homemaking thing right along with you guys. I did go on a little tirade to my family this weekend. I did apologize to them, but I'll say it publicly. <laughs> that helps a little bit more. But like, you know, I knew I wasn't coming across very well, but the message is, could you please just pick up after yourself? <laughs> and I was on this rage. It was a rage, I will confess. And I was in the bathroom cabinet and I was holding, you know, exhibit A to my husband, exhibit B to my husband, and I pulled out a moldy carrot out of the toothpaste and toothbrush cabinet. Yeah. See? I'm not crazy. Yeah. There's a carrot in here. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Here we are. If Yeah. If you are pulling weird paraphernalia out of places in your home, you are not alone. <laughs> we are your people. <laughs> we are your people. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. No, it's good to be here. This is season 10 of the podcast, and this is the season that we are bringing the fun back. And Mm -hmm. when we talk about being right there along with you, you have to know, like, we choose these topics genuinely from our hearts with, I mean, usually with what we're struggling with at the moment. Right. And this was the season of really struggling to find joy in just the winter, the two years of COVID, um, everything, all of it. it it's mm-hmm. really difficult. And so we have been kind of just wanting to foster this little environment of, hey, remember when things used to be fun? And I think one thing we sort of learned through this process, and we'll talk about this more today, but it's not that things just get easy and then they're fun. No. Like sometimes the fun is actually doing work and reaping the rewards from that. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's going to be fun. We're going to talk about money today. Oh my gosh. It's dense and it's boring, but we're going to talk about making finances fun again. Is but that be- a thing? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I know. I know. I th- yeah. We'll get, we'll talk about it. But we do need to say thank you to Toops & Co. for sponsoring Season 10 of Homemaker Chic. We want you to visit Toops & Co., T-O-U-P-S and co.com. Use the coupon code CHIC10 there. Do some shopping around. You can shop for all natural, beautifully clean makeups or regenerative serums or charcoal bars, dry shampoos, Lotions and potions, as I like to mm-hmm. say, lipsticks, mm-hmm. all kinds of beautiful. This is a new Tubes and Co. lipstick that I got here. Um, all kinds of beautiful stuff there. Emily does such a great job. So Angela and I get asked a lot about skincare. We get asked a lot about makeup. So visit tubesandco.com. Super non-toxic, very clean stuff that you'll be very happy to add to your cabinet. So thank you to Emily and Tubes and Co. for sponsoring season 10. Yeah, I'm, I will just make a confession. Another one. There's carrots in my toothpaste cabinet, and I am completely and utterly addicted to that sea buckthorn oil. Mm-hmm. I, I told you. love it. I know. Do you wash with it? That's how I wow. use it. I'm giving it to my family. Like, try it. Try a little. You should try, try some. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's so good for removing makeup. So I talked about this before, but in case you missed it, mm-hmm. um, if you haven't tried oil washing yet, sounds weird, but uh, Emily has a sea buckthorn cleansing oil. So you literally put like a quarter size in your hand, rub it onto your dry skin with like makeup skin, you know, just rub it all, really get it all in there. 
and then get a hot washcloth, wet washcloth, and hold it over your face and just breathe in. And you'll feel your skin just like release. And then you can just kind of wipe it all away. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's so good for your skin. And you mean, you mean to clarify, you mean dry skin like like it's bedtime and you're just yeah, you like don't mean just like dehydrated skin. No, no, no. Because I, I have like not more wet. oily skin, and this yeah. is incredible. So not to detour anybody who has yeah. more combination or oily skin. Yep, good stuff there. On. That's really good. <laughs> it is really good. Your shirt's very beautiful. It looks nice oh. on you. Thank you. This is a little. Um, you know, we're talking about money today. This is a little twelve dollar or eighteen dollar number at a local resale shop. There you foreign. go. Love it. Favorite colors. There you go. If like you guys kind of want to find another one, because you know me, I'm going to pit it out and destroy it. <laughs> all your, to. all the pretty clothes will rot away from the armpits down. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, I this is it's got to be hormonal. I don't know. Um, I get this stuff from Azer. We talked about Azer last week, and I get this deodorant from them, and it's sort of like this. I don't know. It's like this clay paste, and you put it on, and then you you don't really like sweat that bad for a while. It's pretty lovely. I really think I'm going to start putting it on my upper lip at night when I go. To bed. <laughs> Why does your upper lip sweat at bedtime? I don't. What I are you doing? I'm a really jacked up, keyed up person, and that's like an adrenal. I think of my stress comes out on my upper lip. But here I'm trying to make like this beautiful red lip, and I'm always like, oh like gosh. just I sweat. My upper lip sweats. It's gross. Yeah, pretty gross. Huh. I don't know if I. I mean, like when I'm out in the garden in the heat of summer, I guess, but. No, it's an adrenaline thing. It's okay. a nervous. Yeah, it's a when we record the show or when I do YouTube. It's always like when you don't want your makeup to look like you have a sweaty mustache, you know? Yeah, that, yeah, sure. That makes sense. Um, speaking of, I'm, you didn't know this was coming, but see, speaking of sweaty mustache, did you, did anybody send you this lady in Holland or Denmark that's like decided to stop grooming her facial hair? No. And she's all like, what about it? Mm-mm. Like she looks like somebody from a car- carny, like she looks like a carnival person and we're all supposed to be okay with it. Did you get Mm-mm. this direct message on Instagram? Mm-mm. So I get one and it's this video. It's, I don't know, like a TikTok or something. And the lady goes, your thoughts? I'm like, uh, She has a lot of facial hair. What? Oh. Mm. What would you like my thoughts to be? You know what? Like I just <laughs> told my friend, we're he- I'm held together with wax and duct tape at this point in my life. Right? Like, like we always say, if I were... I have this idea in my mind of like what women looked like and they looked like Claire from Outlander. Yeah, right. That is not what I would look like <laughs> at no. all. <laughs> no, because think about Mrs. Fitz when she does like the initial dress changing and she's looking at her entire body. She says like, wow, you have no scars. You have no damage. Like, Yes. You're an intact, flawless yeah. female. No. Nope. Also, I'd be dead. <laughs> Stuart and I would, would, we both would have died. So, right. He he would have died from his appendix bursting. Yeah, and I would have, have died, died in childbirth. In childbirth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, basically, I'll just be glad to be here, hairy face or no no hairy face. I don't what does it matter at this point? <laughs> I do pluck some a little bit. I waxed my face today. Mm-hmm. I'm very smooth. Just part of being yeah. chic, ladies. We're keeping it chic here. You froze right when I said that, so that's not awkward at all. Did you hear what I said? I said you froze right, right when I said that, so that's not awkward at all. Oh, <laughs> dang it! Like I waxed my face, and you went, <laughs> "Did ya?" <laughs> oh, that's good. That's just mm-hmm. good. That's just good-natured humor, right there. <laughs> well, um, should we cue the wine music? Let's do, and then talk about finances. Yes. Okay, but I do think the yeah, because Tri Farm goes with this theme you know the better not more mantra it's very true that's very true responsible with what you have do it yes okay this is the part of the podcast where we encourage you to pour a glass with us before we kind of go into the meat of the conversation meat pairs very well with red wine which is what i'm going to be talking about boom how's that for a segue that's brilliant thank you um so visit dryfarmwines.com. These are the wines that we stock in our homes. These are the wines that we love to drink. And we'll talk a little bit further on about how to fit them into your budget or how to just enjoy them when you can. They're not in your budget. But really, really beautiful wines, biodynamically grown, 
organic, from the source, money right into their pocket from these little vineyards that you'd never get to support otherwise, which is really quite special, I think. Um, Okay, so I have a wine that I served to guests last night. I had my parents over for supper, a little last minute supper, and I made these curried pasties. Ooh, I didn't so, think we were going to do curry. Mm-hmm. So mm. slow cooked some lamb with just tomatoes and a little bit of wine and a bunch of curry powder and onions. Slow cooked it in the oven and then made just like a quick dough and wrapped them up into little meat hand pies. And they were just lovely. And I served mm. them with a carrot salad that had some toasted pumpkin seeds and feta and then like a tahini yogurt sauce over the top mm. of the carrot salad. So it was just really yummy. And Yum. pulled out this wine. So this is a French wine, uh, Beaujolais, and it's 100% Gamay. It's called Lam- Lamethyst. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Michael Gounier is the vigneron of this little place. Yeah, Michael Gounier. So you can see. If you're mm-hmm. watching this on Patreon, you, the video form of the podcast, you can see the bottle. Anyway, I served it to my parents, and my mom's like, that's a really, really good wine. And it really is. And surprisingly, we have a little bit left over. So I'm going to have that later with a leftover meat pie. Yummy. Delicious. Yummy. Lamb that's, and red um, wine. Just Sounds like a good pairing. <sighs> Yum. What a special we had, uh, we I don't remember which one it was, but we had a Bordeaux last night with um, – I made a spicy crab risotto. Oh, yum. Mm-hmm. That's fun. And to all my like risotto hating children, I called it spicy crab rice. There you go. <laughs> Do you like rice? Is this risotto? I'm like, no, there's it's, no cheese in it. It's just it's rice. It's not risotto. It's just rice, kids. Hope yeah. you enjoy. There, one of them was, this is really good. I'm like, that's risotto. <laughs> Shh, they might be listening to the podcast. <laughs> okay, so visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. There is a link to click if you don't even want to remember that. Just drop the show notes down wherever you're listening to this podcast. Click on the dry farm link and it'll take you right there. Um, with that link, you get an extra bottle in your first order for just a penny more. And you can, you know, shop around. There's three, six, nine, 12 bottles delivered. You can do a one-time order. You can have them delivered monthly. You can do all reds or all whites, lots of different options there. And Dry Farms is always keeping it fun. They're always like dropping Mm -hmm. these little specials. Maybe it's like a three rosé box for Mother's Day, or maybe it's a special three bubbly pack for Thanksgiving or, you know, there's always kinds of fun stuff. So even if you already are a Dry Farms customer, it's worth going to the site to just check out. Like they just snoop around. Yeah, they just did this little like dark reds or like a special, I can't remember what it was, but they're always Mm -hmm. running fun stuff. So dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Brilliant. Um, You know, hundreds, I just kept saying around the holidays, like stock up now because the holidays are coming and hundreds of you took my advice. So here's my advice for now because spring, like it was 39 whomping degrees here in northern Wisconsin today. I went streaking down the driveway. My advice for spring is think about what you have coming up. Do you have baby showers? Do you have wedding showers? Stock up on some rosés and some bubblies. Now, we're going to be talking about budgets and finances today, so spread it out a little bit Mm -hmm. and start now. You're welcome. Yeah, it is. It's such a beautiful gift, too, like when Mm -hmm. you're not sure what to give somebody, a girlfriend for her birthday, you know, or what, a little wedding party. Mm -hmm. Take, Take a bottle of Dry Farms. Yep. Great stuff to be shared there. Love it. Okay, I feel like I'm I'm stalling. Like how we keep I know. talking about money. I oh. know. I you guys, I'm making her talk about this. She said, "What do you want to talk about?" I said, "How about bringing the fun back to finances?" And she was like, "No." And I'm like, "I think yes." And she's like, "No." <laughs> so I'm kind of forcing her to talk about this okay. today, and that's because we get so many emails and yeah. finances, budgets. Those are such a gigantic piece of the puzzle for a lot of homemakers. Not every for homemaker. Sure. Um, but a lot of the women who are tending to their home are also tending to their budgets. Mm-hmm. And frankly, it's not fun. <laughs> it's not the sexiest of topics, but I kind of no. want to like just pick some bullet points and work through them and mm-hmm. and analyze how to make those individual bullet points fun again. Okay. 
You know, well, I yeah. I feel like a lot of times on this show we talk about just surrendering to something. And like this is a part of the experience. So I don't mean surrender like the white flag and just being irresponsible. I mean okay. surrendering to the fact that this is a part of the homemaking experience. Yes. If you want it to be fun, you got to do it right. Yeah. Um, Mentally I, or or physically, administratively, or if it's just a mindset, yes. either one and or both, got to do it right. Yeah. And we're probably meeting women right now in all kinds of different places. Some of them probably budget but aren't saving. Some of them are probably saving, not budgeting. Some probably, you know, we're, they're probably all over the place. Some oh, sure. are earning way more than they're spending. Some are spending way more than they're earning. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking to a large variety of people today. And I should confess before we even get started that I just asked Stuart last week if he would please take over the finances for the family because he's like, you know, that means you can't buy stuff without my permission. I'm like, no, it doesn't. (laughs) Just me. Oh, my gosh. My husband (laughs) has like every app triggered on his phone. I can't go anywhere. I will stand in line with the kids. I'm like, wait for it. Here it comes. Here it comes. You just spent how much? Where? Like, what is this chart? Every bank, every credit card, every debit card, anything. Yeah. It's he gets a an alert on I don't have any notifications on my phone because I don't need that kind of interference in my yes. life. Yes. Nada. No bells, no whistles. Yep. I'll find you. Okay. Yep. <laughs> uh he I apparently wants to feel popular or something. So it's like Mm-hmm. You know, he uh, one day an NFL draft thing came up on his phone. I'm like, you don't even watch football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but can't, we can't miss out. I think they call that FOMO, right? Joel. FOMO. That's called FOMO. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, he doesn't I, have it when I'm shopping. He's not missing out on anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's tricky uh, in our situation. So we're going to be talking about the home budget. But I think you mm-hmm. and I are coming to this with the perspective of we're also small business owners. And so yeah. – it's really that that is when I kind of like threw up the white flag and was just like, I can't. This is too much. It's so sloppy. And- the business has a thousand mis- uh, working pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm going to try to just channel my thoughts because I usually kind of keep it under one gigantic umbrella. I'm going to try and just okay. channel the home. That's what we're going to be talking about today. And I will confess that I just have kind of failed at this. Like I need to do actually – Sorry, somebody's calling me. Potential spam. I need to do way better at budgeting for our home stuff myself. We do a lot of things, right? There's a lot of things we could genuinely tighten up mm-hmm. to do better at. So first, let's talk about what are like a bullet point, and then we'll try to do the counterpoint to it. Like, what are the things that make money unfun? Like, why why do we not like this? <laughs> What's the first thing uh, that comes yeah. to your mind? Yeah, so it's unfun when like one person's out with the debit card or something and they're, you know, one one person has an idea of what the balance is in the, yeah. the bank account and the other person's out running errands or whatever and yeah. like my, me, I'll disconnect. I'll just be, I'll just forget. Well, I just thought you were out getting it. Like you there were no red alerts. I didn't know what money you were spending or mm-hmm. you know, so I think that's that's unfun when there's not a real pulse on what is going out on a daily basis, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times for us, it's not irresponsible stuff. It's just I didn't know it was being spent. Mm-hmm. I thought we had X, Y, Z, you yep. know. Yep. That that makes it unfun for sure. Yep. A hundred percent. So the <laughs> okay. Well, there's a lot of things that make it unfun. Um, I think not having enough is really unfun. Yeah. Right. You guys are talking to two people who have gone through severe financial difficulty <laughs> in the past. And and we know exactly what it feels like to not have enough, to literally mm-hmm. not have money in the bank account and have, you know, two weeks left till payday. Mm-hmm. Like that's that is just not fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we had a situation where there was no more payday. I mean, there was yeah. a huge period of time where we went months and months and months without incoming uh, mm-hmm. in- incoming income. Mm-hmm. That yep. is not fun. That is not fun. <laughs> um, I think it's also really not fun to have sort of um, unmet expectations from like your family and, fr- and your spouse potentially, or, you know, the people mm-hmm. you're sharing this money with. So like we were talking to our kids last week and we sort of have a set amount of times that will allow ourselves to go out and eat in a, in a month, 
you know, and it's not many. It's like one or two. Yeah. So we went out to Thai food, which is where they always want to go because it's fun. And Mm -hmm. so we went out and a couple of days later, they were like, hey, can we go here? And I was like, no, you guys, we can't. Right. Well, why? I said, well, do you know that every time we eat out as a family of six, it costs us this much money? Mm-hmm. And so we had to have a big discussion of like, when we do, we're, we can do this. We're, we have enough now in our budget to to be able to go and eat out as a family twice a month. Okay. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Lord, for that, because that's a huge blessing. Right. But when the when the the kids don't understand how that works, and then they're just like, "Well, can we go here? Can we go here? Can we do this?" And you're constantly feeling like the horrible parent who's having to say, "No, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> no," that makes it really unfun. Yeah, really unfun. Um, I think looking to money also another thing that makes it really unfun is we look to it for something that it can't really offer. You know, I mean, our culture loves money. Mm -hmm. Stuff, things. Yeah. The thrill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes it unfun when you go to Target and you spend $500 on all this stuff and then you get home and you just feel guilt because it doesn't magically make you a better homemaker. Yeah, no, you're like, (laughs) oh, my life is still the same. Dang it. And now I'm $500 more poor. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think an an unrealistic expectation of really what money can do. Money can do a lot of things. And if you're in a, like, financially difficult place, I do not mean to discredit, like, how having money is much nicer than not having money (laughs) in a lot of ways. No way. It's, you know, I don't want to go back there. I might, but I don't want to. I remember remember just not being able to go to Target. No. I I, I came up with my my sister. uh, We both were kind of, you know, in a bind for a few years. And Mm -hmm. um, I called Target the land of earthly pleasures. Mm -hmm. That's exactly (laughs) what it is. Because you would just go and you're like, this is all made in China garbage and I need it. I need all Uh, of it. It, but you go for toothpaste in your checkout, your cart, then you'd realize you need a toilet bowl cleaner. And then you realize, oh, a new scrubby for my sink would be really nice. Then I wouldn't feel so nasty about cleaning my kitchen. And then, and then this. Oh, and then that. Oh, and then, oh, a candle, mm-hmm. really? A candle. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just, it's, it was, for a while, I just couldn't go. Yep. Because it was just too tempting. It, it was too expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Um, I think it's. Very unfun, speaking about splurging at Target. It's also really unfun when you feel like, okay, we're working and we have money coming in and I've done a good job and like all these things, but like we're not hitting these goals. You're you're not able to like do maybe some bigger things that you want to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you just are kind of just like barely just doggy paddling (laughs) same spot over and over and over again without getting any kind of momentum in the right direction, you know? Well, that's the thing about financial stress is it lasts or, you know, like a, the a, a financial situation or a chapter in your life that's being affected financially, it lasts a long time. Mm-hmm. There's like this slow buildup to it and then you're in it and then it like decrescendos. It like has to taper off. It mm-hmm. It's not – you can literally look – and I've had to do this with my budget and, like, financial projections for our family. And you can look at, like, a three-year period of time and go, okay, there's – way over there is hopefully where this is going to lift. Mm-hmm. It's going to take that long to feel this slight percentage of pressure relieved. Mm-hmm. It's really – It's so it's slow. It's not an instant. It's slow. It's so yeah. slow. Um Stu and Mm -hmm. I were just talking about that with our bedroom remodel because – so I worked really, really, really hard um, to save up, you know, for us to get to this certain point to be able to save up this money for this project. And that was Mm -hmm. like five years of work. And saved the money, hired the architect, you know, and it's like we're now a year into our – to having the money and we still haven't even like – (laughs) we're still Mm -hmm. not there we still haven't even started the project yet you know and like we knew this five years ago that that this was going to be something that we wanted to do and so man it's just 
There is nothing instant about it. And that is not fun. It's not fun. That doesn't mean that that's not what's best for us. It just means that it's not fun. Okay. So um, you know what else isn't fun? And this this is going to sting. Sorry for a lot of people. Uh, Bad credit is not fun. Mm -hmm. It's just not. It makes things that much harder for you. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of unfun stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the homemaker too, just feeling ill prepared. That's the kind of stuff that like keeps us up at night. <laughs> what if something happens to my husband? What will we do? How will mm-hmm. we make it? What you know, would I have to go back to work? Like what? I mean, just all these things that rattle around in our brain. And there's a lot of uncertain things about life, but there are certain steps that the homemaker can take to eliminate some of those. It's winter, we're getting organized, we're getting clean, we are washing our sheets from American Blossom Linens, softer with each washing. These are our favorite sheets here on the show. You know this as fans of vintage linens. These are the best sheets ever. Shay and I love to call them modern vintage, and you need to be sleeping on them with a process called combing. All the rough fibers are pulled through these American-made, Texas-grown cotton sheets. This creates the softest, most beautiful sheets for your home. You will love them. I know you're in the mood to spruce things up. You want to make things fabulous for your home, beautiful. You want to survive winter in style. Do that with American Blossom Linens. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use this equally as beautiful coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEIK20 for 20% off sheets, duvets, beautiful linens that I know you will love as much as Shay and I do. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use the coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEIK20. Homemaker Chic listeners, you've heard us talk about it, but now is the time to take the next step in your grocery shopping, real food pantry stocking journey by doing your monthly shopping with Azure Standard. Right now, we want you to visit bit.ly forward slash Azure Chic and get shopping. Azure Standard is a family-owned, organ-based whole food grocer that delivers all around the United States each month. They'll connect you with a local drop-off point in your area, and then the fun really starts. That's right, Shay. So visit bit.ly forward slash Azure Chic. Build a cart full of the products that you need to run your home and kitchen, from cleaning products to plant starts to spices to dried goods, fresh produce to baking supplies, and everything in between. This is how we stock our refrigerators and pantries each month. Azure has exceptional offerings at a fraction of the cost of your local specialty markets or health food stores. Visit bit.ly forward slash Azure Chic right now and bring the fun back into your kitchen and pantry. A huge concept on this show is Better Not More, and our sponsor, House of Tokoman, exemplifies this idea. Visit hotrugs.net because I know you're tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs that don't survive your lifestyle, and I know you want to dress your home in a hand-woven rug from House of Tokoman. These beautiful vintage rugs are known to outlast their plastic counterparts, you know, those washable rugs, by two decades. I know your washable rug hasn't held up the way you want it to. All of the House of Tokenman rugs are heirloom quality, they're handmade, and they are made from the finest cottons and sheep's wool. Buy directly from their website, always enjoy free shipping in the continental U.S., or enjoy a custom sourcing experience. I'll give you a little hint. Follow House of Tokoman over on Instagram for the most incredible education on rug quality, care, and sourcing. And then when you're ready, use this exclusive coupon code, HOMEMAKER25, for 25% off a beautiful investment into your home. You're guaranteed a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, no machine-made copies or replicas. You've seen them in our homes. Now it's time to dress your home in a rug. Visit House of Tokoman at hotrugs.net. That's hotrugs.net. And use the coupon code HOMEMAKER25. This is Angela. You've been following over on ParisianFarmGirl.com or maybe over on Parisian Farm Girl on Instagram. You've seen me redoing my home. You love the style, but you want to develop a little bit of your own style too. So here's what I think you should do. You need to visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com and become a member of my Old World Design Society. As a member of the society, each quarter, I'm going to walk you through making your personal space even more beautiful with three private design classes 
We have a design forum that is overflowing with ideas for your home and like-minded old souls just like you. And of course, a quarterly publication, print or digital with no ads. The current magazine, Winter 2022, is so lovely, if I do say so myself, full of plenty of design inspiration and DIY projects to keep you busy until the tulips come up. So visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com, become a member of this special community of like-minded old souls. That's oldworld.parisienne, farmgirl.com. I um, had a friend once whose husband had a major heart attack out of nowhere. Uh, Like looking at this gentleman, you would have never uh, expected him to be somebody susceptible to this happening. And he was like dead for a few minutes. I mean, it was really bad. Um, the other side of that story is that she had a real awakening to finances because she knew nothing. She didn't know where the insurance policies were. She didn't know anything about the investments like her. That was his department. And she she said, you know, had he died, like I'd have what a mess to have to wade through all of that during grief. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it while it may sound antiquated, I know we have a portion of our audience who is completely disconnected mm-hmm. from the family finances. Mm-hmm. And that I'm not a I'm not a girl power kind of mm-hmm. a thing, but that is no bueno, mm-hmm. ladies. Mm-hmm. You got to get in there. You got to have some semblance of an understanding of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, <clears throat> we should talk. We should talk about that. So, okay, that's what makes it unfun, which is pretty obvious, and that probably yeah, it, right. Each of us probably identifies with one or more of those things. Mm-hmm. So, let's kick that over. Like on making this fun again. First, we have to acknowledge that finances are not going to be the type of thing that are fun in the sense of like, hey, let's put on music and like let's wear a party dress and like have our friends for supper. That's not that's the kind it, of fun right. we're having here. But right. it is fun to feel organized, to feel, mm-hmm. uh, I hate this word, but empowered, to feel yeah, educated, yeah. to feel yeah. responsible, to feel as in charge as you can be um, pending, mm-hmm. you know, major un- unexpected circumstances. Like, that is a good feeling for the homemaker to be like, yeah, that's all accounted for. That's all taken yeah. care of. We're good there. But, but okay, but we have this problem because of our like youth wealth culture, like we associate being able to have those feelings with having plenty yeah. and abundance. No. We think <laughs> it's like the woman trying to lose weight. Well, I'll buy that pretty dress when I hit XYZ. It's the same thing with money. We have this idea yeah. that the organization and the being on top of it and the knowing where your pennies are going, that is for wealthy people. Wealthy people can do that because they have it to work with. Mm-hmm. There, there's a, there's this lie. Yeah. No, we want to meet – We like listeners, we are going to be talking to you today about making this fun again. This is for if you have no extra, a little extra, or a lot of extra. So mm-hmm. we want to, to be good stewards of our financial situations regardless of what they are right now. When we were at our poorest – I had to be the best manager of our our money that I have ever, ever, ever been. (laughs) I had to like be up in that business so incredibly detailed because quite literally every dollar mattered. And so I had to know exactly what day bills were coming out and exactly how much they were going to be and exactly how much extra there was going to be for groceries. And, you know, I think... We th- yeah, you think, oh, I need to manage it when there's a lot. No, you need to manage mm-hmm. it actually more when there's not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so let's talk about we got our minds in the right spot. We know why it's unfun. We know that regardless of where we're at financially, we need to be a good manager of it. Mm-hmm. We've got the right heart posture, right? As we say on the okay. show. Um. The first thing that comes to my mind, and maybe this is just because I'm a little anxiety prone, (laughs) but, um, well, actually, okay, let's start more baseline. Let's start with a reset. Okay. Okay. Let's say we've acknowledged what's unfun and now we need a reset. 
I would sort of encourage people to just like take a week off from spending as much as you can. Just lower the amount of transactions that are going mm-hmm. on in the bank account. Just mm-hmm. take a tea, take a little bit of, of an emotional disconnect. If it's just a complete hot mess, just shut it down. Give yourself yeah. a few days to just regroup. Put the debit card in the top drawer. Chill out. Don't even like, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and genuinely, like we, you know, you know this because you've gone through these times as well. Like there are times mm-hmm. when it's like, no, there's no gas money to drive places. You don't. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> See, sometimes I have these flashbacks. Yeah. Holy crap. That was awful. Yeah. Yeah. We couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. You couldn't. You couldn't go anywhere. We weren't. We didn't buy coffee. No. We couldn't go anywhere. No. Um, yeah. So if you're in a hot mess situation, just take take a tea. Stop mm-hmm. the spending, you know, and then and then where would you go from there? What would be sort of your your first step in, in terms of just taking over the management of that? Well, I mean, it's not fun. It's not sexy, but I would just – I'm just like an old school. I'd start with Dave. Yeah. You know, not all the fancy stuff that he's got now. I like – I'd just go get the book, Total Money Makeover. I'd Xerox those sheets in the back, and I'd just put them on a clipboard on the kitchen counter, and it – what – it. I think it has to become like, you know, like you said, you were on, it was a daily part of your life. It has to be like your new mm-hmm. hobby. Yep. This is your new hobby. Like, you know. Yeah. So she's talking about Dave Ramsey. Before, you know, <laughs> you're subtracting your calories yeah. all day. Now you're going to subtract from your bank account. Your all budget. Day, you know. All day. Yeah. yeah. So Dave Ramsey. Um, Angela and I both use Dave Ramsey, actually, mm-hmm. to whittle down consumer debt, to build up our savings account couldn't afford the book when we needed to do Dave Ramsey. So I did borrow it from my friend, Jen. I photocopied the pages. Sorry, Dave, if that's not legal, but that's what I did. (laughs) I photocopied the pages and I just did what he said because Mm -hmm. I knew that he understood money a lot more than I did. Yeah. Well, we had friends that started um, a few years before we did. And I remember the attitude between the two of us was they can do that because they have money. Yeah. They can pay off their cars because they have money. Mm Mm-hmm. They can do X, Y, Z because they have money. Yeah. They have more than us. So yeah. they can be responsible. Yep. That's just Yeah, we lost, you know, so when you're looking at like how I said that it takes a long time, like we wasted two, 24 months being petty and stupid mm-hmm. where we could have got started mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And taking things for, you know, what they were. Like I remember when we were working on Dave Ramsey and I remember the first step one, save $1,000 for unexpected Issue. And I, I just remember like laughing and being like, you, you're out of your mind if you think I'm ever going to have a thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. Well, we didn't. I mean, we saved like seven dollars a month and then we got a tax return because we were very poor. <laughs> and so um, I took a thousand dollars of that and put that in our savings account. And I think the return mm-hmm. was for like twelve hundred or something. So like there was so many other things I wanted to spend that money That's on. So not fun. <laughs> it was the most unfun thing, but I did it because yeah. that was that was step one. Was just and I'll tell you what, like that does make it fun because then when something comes up, like your car needs new, like pop a tire or something, and you have to go buy a new one. When yeah. you have the money to do that, that is fun. That's what happened to us. We had it and we needed new tires. Winter came and it wasn't going to be safe anymore to drive on yeah. the tires. Yeah. And I was like, Psh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something in your house breaks or, mm-hmm. you know, something unexpected happens. So I think that being prepared, my step one would be, okay, yes, budget and whatever works for you. Online stuff, I just don't like it. I like paper I like pencil. and pencil. I like a good old sharp pencil myself. I like graph paper. Yeah. I like highlighters. I like mm-hmm. pencils. Like that's that does it for me. Um, but I think you have to have a budget and it's not sexy and it's not fun and it is time consuming to account for your spending. But <laughs> that is part about being in control and making it fun because when, you, when you're the manager of something, it's so much more... Um, it is so much more fun than feeling like your budget and your finances are sort of just like kicking you around. Like you're the soccer ball and it's just like, okay, we're going this way. Okay, we're going this way. Mm-hmm. You know, and instead mm-hmm. you're the one dribbling and you're saying, no money, we're going this way. No money, we're doing this this month. No money, mm-hmm. this is what we're prioritizing in our budget. Mm-hmm. Um, There's something about writing it down on paper too, because he does have you write out where it's all going. Yeah. And that's where you really get to sit down with you know yourself or your spouse and go, do we really want to spend this much on cable? Mm-hmm. Is there a cheaper phone bill 
out there for us are mm-hmm. you know yeah. how many trips to the coffee shop do we need a month you know you start to see it and that's like yeah. quite terrifying where you realize mm-hmm. oh yep uh, there's like an extra $350 that I'm claiming I don't have and sometimes you I mean I've been in the position where you yeah it wasn't there <laughs> yes. you know but <laughs> yep but yeah it's a well and then you get to enjoy those things completely guilt free so mm-hmm. if you set your budget and you agree, okay, you get to go spend $100 at Target or you get to go and have coffee three times at the local, you know, like, yeah, we're going to account for it. Then when you get to go and you do that, 100% guilt-free. Yes. So much more fun. Yeah. It's so not, oh, I shouldn't fun. be here. Oh, I can't do this. Like, oh, I got $100. Like, okay, what do I need? What can I, what fun thing? And maybe you get the candle, Yeah, you know? Um, but then that means- I remember when we got to the point where we had clothing budget money. Yeah. <laughs> There was like 60 bucks a person for clothing. Yeah. I'm like, you want that shirt? Buy it. You got it. Tears yeah. in the envelope. Yeah. Just account <laughs> yeah. for it. Just right. account for it. For sure. Um, it's a little harder to do cash now in our system, I feel like, just with the way that things are set up. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it's been really tricky here still to like go out to local shops and all that kind of stuff. So we do buy a lot of it online. And what that means is that where we used to use cash for things such as clothing, and just mm-hmm. say, okay, well, once the envelope's empty of cash, we don't have any more in the budget. Now yeah. you actually have to do more work because you do have to take that transaction, write it down in the budget, and account mm-hmm. for it. It's like in your yeah. head now as opposed to not having to think about it in the envelope, which does make right. it a bit trickier. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I'm going to say like probably the most unsexy thing I've ever said on this podcast. Now, oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I really would encourage listeners to get insurance on -hmm. your family, on your spouse. So life insurance and disability insurance, I think are very helpful, especially if you are a one income family. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, even though I'm a homemaker, Stuart and I both have life insurance policies on each other, because if something were to happen to me, you know, he's going to this is a two-man show here. He's going to have to account for that, whether that's fire, hiring a farmhand or hiring somebody to help with the children's school or whatever that may be. And yeah. this is really tricky. So um, Dave Ramsey has a great book. It's kind of post, you know, figuring out your budget and the baby steps and all the financial freedom stuff. It's called The Legacy mm-hmm. Journey. So oh, yeah. some of you where you're listening right now, you might be, you know, okay, maybe you're you got a good job or your husband has mm-hmm. a good job or, you know, maybe you're retired and you're kind of in a good position. But um, the legacy journey just talks about, okay, we've got some of those smaller things accounted for. We have our savings account set up. We've got these. And it's just like, okay, then what? How do we sort of develop wealth mm-hmm. and how do we develop a heritage, a legacy to pass on to our children? Mm-hmm. How do we just put ourselves in the best position that we can not because we're earning a ton of money, but just what are the responsible steps to take? And when you have really young kids, I do think that life and disability insurance are really, really important because because of the unexpected, because Mm -hmm. things happen. And to know that if something happens, you you get to take finances out of the equation. I think emotionally is it bring can bring a lot of peace to the situation. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to even pretend like I understand all of that well. We have a financial advisor who helps us with all of these decisions. And mm-hmm. I just bring my insecurities to him and he helps me to sort them out. And he's amazing. Right. But um, it's something to, again, unsexy, unfun to pay that policy premium every single month. But the peace of mind that it brings is significant enough that it makes finances fun. More fun than they yeah. would be than me and, laying and bed get at night. someone to help you. Like yes. it's not, um, it's not an, it's an intimidating arena. But there are people out there that have the skills and the knowledge, and there a lot of them have the heart to help you. Mm-hmm. This is their passion is to help you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean the the life insurance is a big, <clears throat> big deal. It's a really big deal. It is a really big deal. And you know, you you pray against the unexpected, but the unexpected does happen. 
And Mm -hmm. so again, just how can we put ourselves in the best position? It's like having your savings account. How can we buffer this the very best that we can, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think too, you know, if we're, families have to have some really difficult decisions, or if you're a single person dealing with this, you still have to like, to make it fun to know even like what your goals are. You have to get really um, honest with yourself about what are your priorities, right? And this is actually great news because like my family, we have different expectations, priorities, ideas, desires, and Angela's family does. And every family is unique. Every person Mm -hmm. is unique. Um, This is what, this is what really grinds my goat. That's not a thing. Um, (laughs) when people weigh in on other people's financial stuff, it's like, you don't know. It's one of my biggest, it's one of my biggest pet memes. It drives me absolutely nuts. Yeah. I think it's, sorry. No, it's true. people that do it. And I think it's so rude and so assumptive. It's so assumptive. It bugs me. Yeah. It bugs me. It bugs me when people do it to me. <laughs> and it bugs me when I hear other people do it to other people. I don't mm-hmm. like, you don't you have no stop. idea. Yeah. You know, you really have no idea. And I think you know, like Stuart always tells me when you're not sure, just shut your mouth. Just shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember being very humbled by this and thank you I did not say anything, but like I remember being very humbled by this one time when I met this girl in college and she drove this beautiful truck that I just coveted, sinfully coveted. I was like, that's Mm. the most beautiful truck I've ever seen. Well, um, turns out both of her parents had died in an accident. And so she was left money from that accident and bought a truck. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, okay, have the truck. Open mouth. (laughs) Yeah, just. Insert foot. (laughs) Exactly. Like, shut your stupid face. You don't know what you're talking about. You have no idea the intimacy of other people's situations and finances. Mm -hmm. That's like weighing in with somebody about their sex life. Just don't. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. It's not your place. You stay in your lane. (laughs) Yeah. And in the same way, really be careful, like, because you can see other people doing X, Y, Z, and you don't know if they're mortgaged to the hilt. You don't know what their credit card balances are. You know, there's a lot of um, affluency posing going on in our culture. There's a lot of spending going on. And it's easy to look at people and think, okay, they have it all together mm-hmm. because they have that handbag, that vehicle, that neighborhood. Like, you don't know you don't know the backstory. Yeah. There could be some really bad decisions behind everything that you see, too. So, again, like, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry you know? about it. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, you can see people doing stuff like, I don't know, planning a trip to Italy. Who knows? Just maybe something <laughs> like that. Shay. <laughs> um, going somewhere fantastic. And you think, oh, must be nice. Must be nice. It's like, well, you don't see all the times they didn't eat out. You don't see the cell phone bill right. that maybe they don't have or the crappy cars that they drive. Because mm-hmm. they have got to decide for their family, here's what our budget is, and here's what our priority is. And you know what? Maybe traveling is a greater priority to me than having a boat. Or maybe that's a better priority than spending money on good food. Or, you know, mm-hmm. it's like we all get to make these little thousands and thousands of micro decisions to ultimately mm-hmm. feed our macro goals and priorities. So, like, right. you have to be so clear about what those are for your family, and then you need to shut up about what other people are doing. And then there's where the fun comes in, because once you get really clear on what your own goals are and your own priorities, then you've got your blinkers on, you know, your blinders, yeah. and you're not you're not looking at everybody else. And then it's so much more fun to you. It is your own business if you want to drive a rusty vehicle because you like to buy a new antique every month or, <laughs> or whatever. Like, yeah. Once you – Stop looking around at what other people are doing with their money or with the money they don't have. Yeah. And you know what your goals are, your needs. You know what's coming in. You know what's going out. Then it is fun again. Yeah, it is fun again. But what when we aren't being good managers of our money, we don't know what our goals are. There's way too much month left at the end of our money. We're not we're not hitting our goals. We're uneducated. We feel insecure. We have anxiety about what we don't have in place. Then we see other people spending money, and and that's when we get mad. 
Oh, must mm-hmm. be nice. Must be nice. Mm-hmm. Must be nice. You know, stay in your lane. Just once you set those, you are, yeah, you have your own little game of life going on here that you get to be accountable for. And if you want to take a trip to Paris, then you can start saving for a trip to Paris. Mm-hmm. And maybe that means you don't have any coffee or any wine or any oysters for five years. Maybe that's worth yep. it to you. Don't know. Mm-hmm. That's your that's your issue. That's your thing. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Sorry. That's a, obviously a that's hot okay. topic. That's a hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I point post oysters on Instagram, somebody says, must be nice in my messages. And it makes me so mad. That's so not fair. That's so not fair because mm-hmm. that's not fair because junk food is expensive. Yeah. And you well, and it's my grocery budget. So what do you care what I spend it on? What do you what care do you if know? I buy oysters? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like yeah. that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Again, something totally unsexy. Okay. But let's talk about it anyway. Uh, Debt payoff. So a lot of us, a lot of homemakers, sadly, way too many of us have built up consumer debt up the Yazoo. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, they make it really easy. Every time you go to Target, you want a Target card? No. You want to upgrade your Costco membership with this card? card? No. No. You'll save 10%? Yeah. No. Just stop. No, I won't. Um, it's I always so get it, Michael, do I have to put it on the card today? Well, yes. I'm like, then forget it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, unless you are incredibly disciplined, with, which most of us aren't, mm-hmm. um, credit cards can be really, really, really bad news. Um, I know a few people who do them and rack up enough for five trips around the world every year, but they are the most disciplined, pragmatic yeah. people that I know. And that's like mm-hmm. three. <laughs> the right. rest of us just shouldn't have them. Um but debt payoff is very unsexy. But again, it's one of those things that once you once you kind of get the momentum going in the right direction, and Dave talks about this a ton in Financial mm-hmm. Peace University, even if it's $15 extra on your credit card payment, and even if it takes you three years to do it, but you're willing to play the long game, when you're yeah. done, it'll make your skirt fly up. That feeling oh, yeah. and that just like, hey, I did it. Now I can do the next thing. I think- He calls it the debt snowball. And it's just it's, really- it um, is. It's sort of counterintuitive, you know. He has you start with the littlest one. Yep. You know, a lot of times people are running around with $45 on some old department store credit card or whatever, and it's their big visa bill that's twelve grand that keeps them up at night. And his idea is to start with the small one and sort of get that high yeah. of accomplishing something. Okay, what's the next one? Right. 128 on, you know, library fines. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, you know. <laughs> Library, but I love that yes. idea, and that that also makes it fun again. You know, f- when you feel that you have some semblance of control of your finances, mm-hmm. and again, no matter how big they are, how much they are, or how limited they are, that makes it fun. Mm-hmm. So you might be in the middle of the debt snowball. You might be just starting out, but but it can still be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, what's really fun is okay. Say you're paying off your. JC Penney's card. I don't even know if JC Penney's mm-hmm. is in business still, but like barely. Okay. <laughs> say say you pay that off and that was, yeah. you know, $32 a month. Or then let's say when you do your budget, you decide, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna really go for this. We're gonna cancel our cable. We're gonna lower mm-hmm. our data plan on our cell phones. And let's say maybe through canceling a few things or sh- or you know, a few subscriptions that you're gonna let go for a little while. Or maybe you're just gonna say, we're only gonna eat out once a month. Okay. And mm-hmm. and so we're going to take the rest, the maybe $200 that we normally spend just coffee shops, eating out, grabbing food here. We're going to take that $200 and we're going to put it on the card. You know, so like reallocating, playing with mm-hmm. it, you get to manipulate it. You get to like form it and shape it. And that is actually really exciting. When you get to make yeah. that first payment on your credit card and it's $250 instead of just $50. Mm-hmm. And the next month you see the balance and like, oh, it's actually working now. We're not just maintaining. That yeah. is so fun. And I know because I've done it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I had yes, – um, yes. and Stu and that I – does. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, it does start with writing everything down. You know, yeah. it does have you assign every dollar yeah. um, a home. And that is where you see – like, it's easy to go, oh, I just get a few lattes a month. You know? It's so easy to just to, – to 
trivialize the spending and think, oh, it's just a few Target runs. It's not that bad, you know. It's just a few extra runs to the grocery store for a menu that I botched. You know, it's yep. But wow, when you add all those up, when you actually see it on paper, and then you see that all that money could be going towards the department store credit card, or yep, yeah, yep. Or even like, I think about with the eating out. Eating out is so expensive. Even if you're eating crappy food, it's not cheap. And if you're looking at your budget and you realize, oh, okay, well, as a family, we, let's say we spent $350 or $400 eating out, which I just don't think is that far off from most families. Mm. Um, let's say you take that and you add that to your grocery budget. Okay, well, we can obviously afford to spend this much because yeah. we've been doing it. And instead of you know, trading it in for crappy food, I'm going to instead maybe buy some fun food. For our family yeah. so that on those throwdown nights when we don't feel like cooking, maybe it's just frozen pizzas. Maybe it's something, some, I don't know, something fun that your family enjoys. of the cost of eating out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you don't feel reactive. So we just had this conversation at Thai food. I just thought about it. I just told Stu, I want to actually put this in the calendar and say, hey, Friday night, we're going out to eat so that mm-hmm. I can look forward to it so that I don't feel guilty as like the cook in our home and when I just can't and I'm just like, oh, yeah, fine, let's just go get just this. They, you can't, the then you feel guilty. Card, <laughs> the carryout card never gets played like well. Mm-mm. It's always like, I get PMS, I can't do it tonight. <laughs> like what if it was actually like sort of like a date night on the calendar? Yeah. Like yes. that's when we're going out. Yes. And then yeah. it's easier for you to make dinner on Tuesday and Wednesday because you're like, oh yeah, Friday's Thai night. We get to go do mm-hmm. that. And then you mm-hmm. get to go guilt-free. It's not like, oh, I forgot to pull the meat out. We have tons of meat and I didn't pull it out and I'm such an idiot. And now I've cost yeah, yeah. us $100 for pad thai. And, you know, mm-hmm. like that's not fun. There's no fun in that. It's nice to not do dishes, but it's still not fun. Right. And so, again, that just takes planning. It just takes a little bit of preparation. And now I feel super convicted about a lot of things. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dang it. I hate it when that happens. Um, Lastly, I think it's worth acknowledging that to bring the fun back to your finances, you do need to remember to give thanks for what you have. If you or your husband has a job, if there's money coming in, you just need to hit your knees and you need to thank the good Lord that you have provision. And um, there's a time for growth and a time to expand even potentially with finances, but there's also mm-hmm. a time to truly be thankful and just be satisfied with what you right. have and not make your husband feel bad that he didn't get that high paying job or, oh, you just, mm-hmm. you know, why did you choose such a dumpy career when we could be living this life? And that's, that's not fun. <laughs> that's that's yeah. gross. Um, and it's not, it's not chic and it's not fun to be groaning and moaning about the things that you don't have right um yeah and i think attractive about that there's nothing attractive about it and it benefits nothing it doesn't it doesn't bear any fruit yep yeah there's no forward motion with that Mm -mm. yeah and no even like even if it's not that you don't have enough money but like you know, every every person who lives and, and is an adult, a functioning adult, has to sit down and pay bills and go through paperwork and collect their tax documents and make sure their insurance yeah. premiums are paid. Like, these mm-hmm. are things that are just a part of life. And we can either do them well and with dignity and with organization and with steadfastness mm-hmm. and with a grateful heart, or we can grumble and bitch and moan our way into a cave and you can just live there unhappy for the rest of your life. Right. Too dramatic? <laughs> now. <laughs> All right. So, I think no, it's okay. It's okay. It's true. I think we've I think we did that well. You think I so? mean, thank you for talking yeah, about it. Yeah, it wasn't really planned. Me. We just kind of decided last minute. So, Yep. I'm encouraged. So, I hope our listeners, I hope you're encouraged. Um, mm-hmm. we'll put some some notes in the in the show notes for you about a few things that we touched on, some books and ideas. Be sure you're checking the show notes. That's where all the links to our sponsors are, so you don't have to go looking those up. And they're all there in each episode now, so you won't have to hunt down for a particular episode. 
patrons, if you're watching this, we say hello and we thank you. Be sure you're following over on patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. That's where you can see video versions of the show, read snippets of the upcoming book. Uh, what are we calling it? Homemaker chic, the book, the book, yes. the book. <laughs> yes. Um, again, huge thank you to our patrons who have supported. So many of you have sort of come out of the woodwork. We know you're there because we can see the amount of downloads that we get. Um, mm-hmm. You've come out of the woodwork to really support the show, support the podcast, keep it on the air, and support this self-published upcoming book for Homemaker Chic. So we're taking a ton of our content that we've covered in the last two years, pairing it up beautifully written with beautiful photography, and it is a labor of love. We are simply doing it um, to bring this to other homemakers, to continue to plant this seed in homemaker hearts around the world. So patrons, you guys are making that possible with your $5 a month or $10 a month um, subscriptions, which you get the video uh, podcast for, and then you also get little snippets of the book. So we're trying to sort of share pieces of that with you since you guys are really the ones spearheading this for us. So we're super grateful to you. All right. Okay. Well, we'll be back on Thursday or twice a week around here. Yes. Uh, We look forward to talking with you then. Okay. See you guys Thursday. Cheers. Cheers.